Legislation before the Australian Parliament would require most organizations to notify those exposed in a data breach, but the bill, if it becomes law, could have implications far beyond Australia. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to discuss the latest privacy legislation in Australia is Francois Gilbert, international IT security and privacy lawyer from the IT Law Group. Welcome back, Francois. Hi, Eric. Good to be here. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Take a few moments to tell us about the new privacy legislation Australian lawmakers are considering in regards to breach notification. It's a bill that is somewhat similar to many of the bills that we have seen in the past in, in the U.S. and in different countries. Basically, if there is a breach of security and there is a risk of serious harm to an individual, the entity who would have suffered the breach would have to notify the individual of that breach as well as notify the Australian Private Information Privacy Commissioner. So you're saying these are very similar to what we may see among, was I think, 47 state laws in the United States and what the European Union have? Roughly, that's the, that's the same concept. That that's what has inspired this uh, this June bill. Anything unique about the Australian bill? First of all, it's 17 pages. So so in in that respect, it is a document that is uh, well thought through and very detailed. And uh, in this respect, it's uh, it's quite impressive. Another aspect is that not only does it address the the concept of breach of security in in the same way as we've seen uh, in in the U.S. and elsewhere. But also, it would make some disclosures of information outside of Australia, a sort of a breach of security. So basically, if an Australian company had uh, sent disclosed information about an individual to an overseas recipient in violation of the the general uh, privacy law of Australia, that would be deemed uh, a breach of security that would also require the notice. Most other laws don't require outside their own jurisdictions, or or do the U.S. laws that we gather, you need to notify other states? That's the first time I see the, a mixture of the traditional security breach combined with the, the notion of cross-border data transfers that would have been conducted illegally. So if I understand, most, most laws don't require that? Most laws just talk about breach of security, and, and, and that's it. So they're not really explicit about who's to be notified? Think of breach of security in basically in two ways. Either you have unauthorized access to information, so you, you have a hacker or you have a disgruntled employee who has access to information, and so there is a, a clear intrusion in, into, into personal data. And then the other way that usually breaches of security are, are identified is because information has been lost. So the, the classic person who forgets the forgets a laptop or is uh, the, the laptop is, is stolen in, in taxi or in an airport. So that's the typical definition of a breach of security. Here, there, there, there is this additional concept of the disclosure of, of information to, to people outside of Australia. It's a nod, if you want, to the, the, the other issues that we've seen in many countries of the world related to the, the transfer of information outside of the country. And you think it's a good idea to have these kinds of provisions in the law? Uh, let's say that it's interesting. We've seen the concept of cross-border data transfers mostly in Europe, even though this is found in, in most of the data protection laws in the world. But Europe has been the most adamant at, at trying to curb the, the exodus of, of uh, information outside of Europe without the, the proper measures. So it's interesting to see that Australia is... is uh, 
sort of uh, following this trend and uh, becoming much more serious about uh, the, the cross-border data transfers. How much of a headache is this for businesses uh, as these new national laws or state laws in the United States are imposed, uh, keeping abreast of them? Obviously, it keeps people like you busy. Yeah, you have different issues. One is to, to, to try to figure out what the law requires and, and when it applies. For example, the, 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 the major headache in, in the U.S. is that we have different uh, triggers uh, amongst the, the, the 47 states. So you, you have uh, states that have followed the California model that only focus on five or six types of uh, data loss. So if, if, if you lose a social security number or credit card number or some financial information or some healthcare information, that triggers the, the disclosure. And on the other end, you have other states that have a list of uh, 20 different categories of data that could be lost that triggers a loss, uh, a disclosure. So, so when you have a company and you want to do the minimum amount of disclosure that you would be required by law, um, you're going to have to figure out whether, oh, yeah, today I lost mother's maiden name. I have to make a disclosure in this and that state. As opposed to tomorrow, I lose a social security number and then I have to make a disclosure in every single state. So you need to keep up to figure out what is the list of the day in each of the states. So that's one major difference between the different laws. In the, in the states. And, and then another difference is what they define as the, the trigger, what, what kind of harm. And we have also some laws that apply only to electronic information and some other laws in other states that apply to both electronic and paper information. So it, 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 you need to have a big chart to keep up, a big Excel spreadsheet to keep up with, um, with the, the differences between the, the different states. In, in Australia, it's, it's a law that focuses mostly on personal information. It, it does not define what kind of personal information needs to be lost. It's just if you have personal information and you lose it and it causes uh, a real risk of serious harm to an individual, then that triggers the, um, the disclosures. And then there are a few special cases for uh, credit reporting bodies and credit providers and uh, the loss of tax file numbers, which is the equivalent of our social security numbers. Anything else you would like to add? There is one aspect that is interesting. It is that the information commissioner uh, would be given the right to direct an agency or a business to notify individuals. So that means that um, if there is a breach that occurs and uh, a company or an agency uh, elects not to give notice because it has made its own assessment that it was not worth it, uh, and the information commissioner hears about that breach, the information commissioner can make the decision to uh, initiate the, the disclosure. So to go to the company and say, hey, I've heard that you have had a breach about this and that, and I think that this breach requires uh, notification to the individuals. So that that's a, an interesting aspect where, where we see the, the commissioner taking a, a much more proactive uh, role. To be clear on this, uh, is it the commissioner ordering the company to comply or the, or the commissioner doing it on his or her own self? No, they, they would tell them, I, they, they, they tell the company, I 
know that you have had a breach, and I think that this breach is a breach that uh, causes a real risk of serious harm, and therefore, under the law, you should make a full disclosure. And uh, most laws in the United States and Europe don't have that kind of requirements. It's up to the uh, individual businesses to decide whether they're going to do notification. I yes, I, I'm not aware of, of any other law that that has this requirement. Uh, usually, what we see is a commissioner or or in in, in the U.S. A, a state attorney general who would be hearing about something happening through the press or through the blogs and and then because of that would conduct take the initiative of conducting an investigation and so knocking at the door of the company and say i've heard that you have a breach show me your security measures and so the the action of the regulator would be more on investigating whether the the company has the proper information security measures what influences do various national legislatures have on other nations? It's clear that the legislators uh, copy each other all over the world. The security breach disclosure laws is one example where it started uh, in, in California and then short, little by little, the, the rest of the states have heard about this law and implemented them in their own states in the U.S., and then the rest of the world heard about these laws as well and started implementing them in, in their countries. And, and uh, that's really a case where when you talk to anybody around the world who um, is implementing a, a security breach disclosure law, they always make reference to, to California, uh, the California law, and then the, the U.S. initiative. Thanks, Francois. Welcome. I've been speaking with Francois Gilbert, an international IT security and privacy lawyer for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.